developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1412. Today, Solo Movie Club continues, and today we are looking at Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood Western. Punch it, Chewy. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith, and you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're continuing our look at the movies that inspired Larry and John Kasdan in their creation of Solo, a Star Wars story, as part of Safe Week. This would be, of course, the two weeks, actually, as it turns out, that we are within the bubble of information about Solo. It's all out there. It's all stuff that you can hear now because the embargo is lifted and all that fun stuff. But hey, you still want a dose of Star Wars joy in your life, right? So let's talk about the things that we can talk about, like, for example, the movies that Larry and John Kasdan have cited as inspiration. And today we're talking about Unforgiven, which is the Clint Eastwood Western. And it was directed by him, starring him, and written by David Webb Peoples. It is the story of William Money, who is a reformed bad guy. And I guess I should tell you at this point, this is a full spoiler podcast for Unforgiven. So if you haven't seen the movie and don't want it spoiled for you, well then, hey, watch this at a later date and give Unforgiven a shot. It is an award-winning motion picture after all, and so, hey, it's probably worth your time. Now, there's an interview in Entertainment Weekly that we've been referencing over the last couple of days, and it's Anthony Bresnikin's article, and in this case, he's interviewing John Kasdan, who says that there's a feeling in Unforgiven between the kid and Clint Eastwood's character that hits upon that sort of apprentice-gunslinger relationship that they were interested in, but he freely admits that it's a much darker movie by comparison than Solo, A Star Wars Story. And the picture that accompanies this article is of Clint Eastwood with his two children in the movie, but that's not the kid that I think that John Kasdan is talking about here. It's actually the Schofield kid who we're talking about in this particular case. And that's a kid who happens to come to William Money's farm, Clint Eastwood's farm, saying, hey, are you, you know, this William Money who used to be such a bad guy and I'm looking to go kill these guys and I could use a partner and, you know, want you to come along. And Money says, I don't do that anymore because he's reformed. He got married. His wife reformed him, got him to kick the alcohol and abusing animals and, you know, all this stuff. And so he's not going to do that sort of thing anymore. But he realizes that, you know, they're not making a heck of a lot of money as pig farmers, and he wants to do something right to set up his kids for a better life. And so he decides to take one last job. You know how that goes, taking one last job. And so he ultimately decides to go track the Schofield kid down along with his partner of old. That would be Ned, played by Morgan Freeman. And the three of them go together to try to collect the money for this particular job. Now, let's talk about what the job is briefly. There's a cowboy who in the town of Big Whiskey got very rough with a woman and cut her up. And unfortunately, 
all that happens to him in the name of justice is that he gets fined for five of his ponies. And the guy that he was around hanging around with, he gets fined two of his ponies, and that's all there is to it. And the women who associate with this poor woman who got cut up, obviously they feel justice has not been served. And so they pool their money together to try and hire anyone they can to deliver Old West justice to these bad cowboys. And this doesn't sit well with the sheriff in town who, when the bad assassins start showing up in town trying to collect the bounty, the sheriff starts beating all these guys up and it creates all sorts of problems and that sort of thing. But what we're really here to talk about is the relationship between Clint Eastwood's character, Bill Money, and the Schofield kid, whose name we don't actually find out other than just he's the Schofield kid, on account of the type of gun that he carries. Now, he claims that he has killed five people before, but it turns out that that is not actually the case. He kills his first man while he is working with Clint Eastwood in the movie. Now, the Schofield kid has heard a lot about William Money and, of course, wants to talk to him about the things that he's heard about this notorious, notorious, let's see if I can say it right, notorious murderer. And, you know, we'll ask him, you know, I heard that you, you know, had they had the drop on you and multiple deputies and all this, that, and the other. And surprise, surprise, of course, Clint Eastwood's character does not particularly care to talk about this stuff. At one point, the most he will say about any of this is that he doesn't really remember because he was drunk most of the time. And it's an odd kind of mentorship, if you will, when, you know, John Kasdan talks about an apprentice-slash-gunslinger relationship. And you know what? He's not really saying that exactly because that's sort of put in in brackets. And so Anthony Bresnikan is kind of filling in the gaps for us a little bit there. But the way that Clint Eastwood is mentoring is... <laughs> kind of a real hands-off attitude situation where he gets the kid in a position where he can kill one of these cowboys and says, all right, you know, go on, like, you know, like the kid's going, I want to kill this guy. And it's like, all right, you can kill him for God's sake. And so the kid gets the opportunity to kill the cowboy that cut up this girl and, and he pulls it off. But after the fact, after they get away, he's at first thrilled about it, like, oh, was it always like this? Was it smoke and bullets flying? And, Clint Eastwood's, you know, again, I can't remember, you know, I was drunk most of the time, and suddenly the kid's just breaking down, can't believe what he's done, and they were kind of foreshadowing this to begin with, between, you know, the conversations that Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman were having about, you know, it's something to kill a man, it's a really big deal, and the Schofield kid you know, he says, I'm just, I'm not like you. Like, he comes to realize that fact. And, of course, you have to wonder whether Clint Eastwood already knew that about him. I think the answer is pretty much yes, it is. And yet, he had to let the kid make the mistake for himself. Had to let him go kill a guy just to realize that it ain't all it's cracked up to be. And even early on when the Schofield kid is bragging, saying that he's already killed five people, while he's riding off, Ned and Clint Eastwood's character, Bill, or William, have a quick conversation saying, you believe he's killed five people? Nope. No, they don't believe it. But they're not going to call him on it either. They're going to let it stand and see what comes out in the wash. And ultimately it does. Again, it's a real hands-off kind of mentorship relationship. So for us, that leaves the big question, which is how much of this can we look at and say, oh, this might inform Solo a Star Wars story? Well, of course, we're focusing on the relationship between Woody Harrelson's character, Tobias Beckett, and Alden Ehrenreich's Han Solo. And 
you don't get the idea that Tobias is going to be the same kind of hands-off mentor, and he's not going to let, you know, the kid make a mistake and realize that he's not cut out for this thing and let him go. In fact, he tells Han Solo, you know, if you go along with us for this, you know, you're in this life for good. And Han says, yeah, that means yes. And of course, you know, hard to say for sure everything is happening the way that we think it's happening because you know how they slice trailers and and commercials and all the other preview footage that we get. So that being said, even the dialogue itself, the fact that at some point Tobias Beckett is saying to Han that, you know, if you're in, you're in for good. That's definitely not the way that Clint Eastwood played it with the Schofield kid. There was no suggestion that once he goes this route that he can never go back. And I don't see Woody Harrelson's character being as reticent as Clint Eastwood's character in Solo, A Star Wars Story. I can definitely see Woody Harrelson being a lot more forthcoming with his advice and mentorship ideas. And so, yeah. Where do you draw the line with it, though? You know, there's something about the feeling in that relationship that John Kasdan says that they wanted to capture, that they wanted to explore, that they wanted to be inspired by when they were working on Solo. So maybe it's going to turn out that Woody Harrelson's character, Tobias Beckett, is a much better man than we yet realize based on the footage that we've seen so far. And it's going to come down to Han having to make a choice about whether he wants to stay with Tobias and his gang or whether he wants to forge out on his own. Maybe the way that they're conducting business is not the way that Han ultimately wants to conduct business. I mean, there is still an idealism about Han, even though he is supposed to be heading down a darker path before ultimately he gets back on the right path when we see him in the sequel trilogy. And <laughs> the sequel trilogy, what am I talking about? In the original trilogy, of course. So... Anyway, that right there is going to do it for our look at Unforgiven and the relationship between William Money and the Schofield Kid, which is serving as inspiration for Solo, a Star Wars story and the relationship between Tobias Beckett and Han Solo. And I'm going to take a quick break right now, and then we will come back with Last Jedi Trivia. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, May the 4th is Star Wars Day and it's also the date of our 1400th episode. So to celebrate all during the month of May, you can get the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book for just $7.77. That's whether you pay in dollars, pounds, or euros, just $7.77 at SW7X7.com slash TFA for the US version of Amazon or just search for the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book on any European version of Amazon. Welcome back. All right. Last time I asked you for the first line of dialogue delivered by the immortal Carrie Fisher, and that is, for the record, Commander Dameron, I'm with the droid on this one. And today's question for you, when Poe calls General Hux, he doesn't call him General Hux. What does he call him? Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you give your droids to Jabba the Hutt, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just a gift, it's destiny unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.